Welcome to this week's episode of the Compass Equip Podcast. Your host today is filling in for your normal host, Pastor Hayden Thomas, who is on vacation and actually be coming home. So be praying that he gets home safely from vacation. They can come back and serve well. But this is your host today, Pastor Evan. And here at Compass Bible Church, we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ by, say it with me, Compass, reaching people for Christ, teaching people to be like Christ, and training people to serve Christ. And everything that we do here at Compass, including this podcast, is to fulfill that mission of reaching, teaching, and training. All right, well, Compass family, we have just wrapped up our Dear Church series. It's a letter from us pastors to you and me as a church to make sure that we are staying on mission. We're staying on mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Two weeks ago, we talked about reaching. Last week, we talked about teaching. Now, this week, we talk about training. And the Sunday's... um, the Sunday's text was 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 7. So let me read to that you, to you right now as a refresher. It says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Well, the main point of this sermon compass was that we need to prioritize the hard labor of discipleship so that you can faithfully entrust others to carry on the pure gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations and to the generations to come, to our kids, to their kids, and to their kids, and to their their kids' kids. And so we have a lot of work to do, Compass. So we need to make sure that the things are happening in life, that we need to reorient everything, that we need to realign everything to make sure it's doing one thing, that we are making disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, this was expressed in in three different points uh, for us this morning to help us prioritize this hard labor because discipleship is difficult. It's messy. It's it's hard, but it is absolutely worth it, and we can do it because of Christ. And that's point number one. Turn to Christ for perseverance. As a reminder that there are five, you know, Paul talks about having the grace in Christ Jesus. There's five graces that we were I preached on on Sunday. And those five graces, remember grace is something given that we don't deserve. And the first one is the his Jesus' forgiveness, the Holy Spirit, his word, his ear, meaning that he'll listen to his children and his church. And those things are given to us by God, things we do not deserve. Remember, we don't deserve his church. We don't deserve his ear. We don't deserve his word. We don't deserve his spirit. We don't deserve forgiveness. But he gives it to us so that we can persevere in the hard work, the battle of souls to disciple people away from sin, away from Satan, and instead toward God and toward everlasting life. And so we want to make sure that we're always turning to Jesus for perseverance because we need something greater than our own to keep going. Second we, second point is to learn from faithful pastors. Paul told Timothy to take what he heard and to entrust, to guard it and pass it on to who? Faithful men. 
know, these faithful men are your pastors slash elders. And so if you have any questions about who's your elders, who's your pastors, who's your overseer, this is simply this. Those are all synonymous terms for one person, your pastor, your shepherd, your elder, your overseer. And so right now, who are your elders at Compass Bible Church? Right now, it's Hayden and Evan, and we're praying for more. So be praying with us for more as we we interview and we look for more people to join us on our pastoral team to help shepherd this church because we want to make sure that we have faithful men that we can learn from, that will teach us the truth and teach us with purity. And here's a challenge to you guys. Make sure that you're learning from your faithful pastors. I've seen or work with Pastor Hayden. I see him as a faithful man. I, I, I'm i a faithful man. It feels weird to say, but yes, God has discipled me and raised me up to be you know faithful and through Christ. But the point is, is that we are here to help train you and to teach you so that you can go into your homes and go into your workplace to go and teach the truth that you've been given to you through the preaching of the word of God. Say, go bring it to your family. Go bring it to your to the marketplace that you're at. Because you're in places that we can't get to. You have families that we we can't be in just right now. But you guys are in those. And so what you do is you're learning from faithful pastors. You're soaking in what is being taught, what is according to God's word, and taking that and bringing it to the people that you know. And that means that we need to prioritize our participation to make disciples. And that's point number three. We need to make sure we prioritize that. Making sure our calendars prioritize that. Making sure the agendas when we meet with people prioritize that. When we are looking at the trajectory of our lives, is it prioritizing participation and making disciples. That's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice, Compass. There's a lot of sacrifice. We might not go to certain events because we don't have time. We might not go to some certain good thing because we're trying to meet with someone. It means, you know, I need to be with people so I can make sure that they are running the race well. I need to be with people that who are going to disciple me and lead me toward a deeper relationship with Christ. And so we need to make sure that we're sacrificing so that we can make sure that we're doing our job as Jesus told his disciples to make disciples. And those disciples made disciples and those disciples made disciples that eventually led to us. And so we now need to make disciples. We need to prioritize this. And so how do we, what's our motivation? How can we, when discipleship can be difficult and hard, we're dealing with people and their sin. People might fight back. They might push back. We might go through sickness and disease. We might have people die. Like, it is hard, hard work to disciple, but it's absolutely worth it. But how do we, how do we keep going? Well, there's four ways to do that. First, through what we studied in 2 Timothy 2, first, we always aim to please Jesus. Like a good soldier is aims to Please the one who enlisted him. If a soldier has a good commander in the firefight, they're going to focus on what does my commander have to say because I want to survive and I want to win. When a soldier's at war, they just want to make sure is their home taken care of? Great. They're not focusing on the what color flowers they're being planted in the rose garden. Instead of saying, I'm in a fight, I need to make sure that I'm following my commander's orders. And so I need to make sure I please my commander. And so we have a great commander. His name is Jesus Christ. And so we need to always aim to please him. Always asking, okay, here's the situation. What would Jesus want me to do? What does Jesus want me to do? And so we want to make sure that we need to see what is pulling me away. And I need to bring it to my life group. Your Remember, your life group is a part of your church. And your church is a grace-given thing from Christ to help you persevere in your battle to make disciples. So bring it to your life group and say, you know, what is pulling me away? I need my life group to help me focus. Next is the athlete. We need to make sure like an athlete is disciplined, you know, 
with their bodies and their time and their effort, we need to always be disciplined to listen to Jesus's direction. And that's the second way to prioritize our participation. We always follow Jesus's direction. We want to make sure that Jesus has given us orders to do things a certain way. We follow his orders. And we're doing so not to for our own benefit necessarily. We're doing it for Jesus' harvest. And that's the third way. We're always focusing on the harvest. Like a good farmer, we're always working hard for Jesus' harvest. The harvest looks like the lost being saved and the saved growing and maturing and growing and maturing. And so that is what the, the harvest that we look forward to. That means that we got to work hard in discipleship. Even though when it's difficult, people push back. People might even lash out. We say, nope, I'm going to forgive and move forward. I want to keep making disciples. And so it's like, all right, who would I need to labor harder? Is it my spouse, my kids, my extended family, coworkers, neighbors? Who do I need to work harder for the gospel? And to do it and bring it to your life group so they, they can encourage you. And then finally, Paul tells Timothy to think on these things. And so to help our participation be prioritized in our life, we need to really think on what Jesus is asking. Think through his purview, through his perspective, using his wisdom. And that's the fourth thing. Always seek Jesus's wisdom. Remembering that our minds are tainted. We think we're right. But the problem is that's foolishness. When we think we're right based on ourselves, we're fools. When we realize that God is right and we're going to submit to what he has to say, that's wisdom because he created the world. He created us. So why not go to the creator who created us and designed us in the first place? And so we need to ask ourselves, where am I trusting in myself? And then bring it to your life group so that they can make sure that you're turning to God's way and not your own. Because as a church, we talked about this on Sunday, that ultimately this is going to culminate into us planting a church. We need to reach people here. We need to teach people. And we need to be trained and to train because our goal is one day that God would raise up men through our discipleship, that God would raise up faithful men that we can entrust the teachings of Christ with, with the with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, the forgiveness institute to, to other pastor elders and giving them a team to go out to another place and make disciples. I gave you guys some crazy st- statistics that eventually lead to this, that Texas by 2040 with no- nothing changing is going to surpass California as the most populous state. And most of that population is in the Texas triangle called Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. And in that triangle, there's going to be in 10 years, probably 33 million people. Just in this section, not just all of Texas, in just this tiny section that makes up a quarter of Texas, there's going to be a lot of people. And New Braunfels falls into that. So Compass, we have a lot of work to do. If we want to plant a church in about 7 to 10 years, we have a lot of work to be trained, to train. And so we need to make sure that we are humble, we are hungry, and that we're taking the truth and teaching others to do the same, to follow Jesus Christ into eternal life. Now with the life group, be sure to do these application questions. Be prepared. You know, you want to be able to train other people to do application questions. You too, make sure that you do them, wrestle through them, and have God really show you where you can be trained and where you can where you can then go and train and teach others to follow Jesus Christ. And so be, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what God does. And so I'm praying that you guys have a great life group this week. There were a couple questions that were asked. Uh, not this Sunday, but a prior Sunday that I want to uh, answer real quick. Uh, first, someone was asking about where is our mission statement? Uh, they couldn't find it on the website. Well, I want to help you and everyone else to say our website. If you want to go to our mission statement, go to compasshillcountry.org. And on the top banner 
if you go to about us and you go to what we believe it is right there. So what we believe, this is our doctrinal statement. So if that is you, it is right there. And if you know this person, you can point them right there. And also someone asked about, you know, who are the, the pastors, you know, where's the other group of elders? Well, just let you know, the Bible is pretty clear that elders are pastors. Pastors are elders. First Peter 5, 1 through 5 is a great text for you to understand the word where we get pastor is poimen. It means to shepherd you know, pastors, shepherds, pastor. And then we have the same word for presbyteros, which is the word we get for elder. And also the word episkopos, which we see as overseer, who says oversight over the church. All three of those words in that section describing one person, which is your pastor. So who are the elders of Compass Bible Church? Your pastors. We have two elders. You have Hayden and Evan. And again, we are praying for more. So join us in praying that God would reveal the right qualified faithful men that he is raising up to shepherd with us this flock. So be praying, praying for that. And so I want to get to some announcements real quick. Oh, actually, first, resources. I have a resource on biblical eldership. If you have more questions about this, one, come talk to Pastor Hayden. I would love to show you in Scripture what we're talking about. Or two, there's a book called uh, Biblical Eldership, An Urgent Call to Restore Biblical Church Leadership by Alexander Strauch. Um, His last name is S-T-R-A-U-C-H. Great book that kind of breaks down what does the Bible have to say with all these different you know, church structures from Presbyterian to congregationalism, where do we get that? You know, where in the Bible is that pointing to? It explains it very well that simply the offices are pastor and deacon. And that book really does a great job explaining it. And also we explain it each time exploring Compass. So your pastors are well versed on how to explain what the Bible has to say about that. But other discipleship resources, one, we have our partners program. And so if you uh, have not gone through partners, it'd be a great time to kind of build the first stepping stone. Partners is not, you finish partners, not done being discipled. No, it's, that's just the beginning. And so the partners program, you can register online. There is a wait list. And so be sure that you are ready and studying that you would be a qualified person to take that other people through. Next is Improving You Serve by Chuck Slindahl. It's the purple book in our bookstore, Improving Your Serve, which is a great book that will help you improve how you serve here at Compass so that you can not only be trained, but that also you can train. Well, there's a couple of announcements. There's a lot of them just for one month. First is our Christmas at Compass which is a great time to reach people for Christ. So we can teach them how to be like Christ and train them up to go and make disciples. And so that kicks off with our women's Christmas coffee on Saturday, December 2nd. The people must register. It is completely free. And almost 160 women have already registered for it. And guess what? There is still room. So be sure, do not hesitate to register today and invite other gals to come as well, including your students. The student ladies that are in the 6th to 12th grade are invited to come to the Women's Christmas Conference. Be sure to register them and bring them. And the next Sunday Compass, we have our biblical archaeologist coming in, Chris McKinney, who's going to teach us the evidence of the Bethlehem account, which we are just excited to have him. And then we have our Christmas celebration on December the 10th. And just let you know, Compass, be sure to come on December the 9th for our churchwide outreach on Saturday morning. We'll meet at 9.30, get out of here by 9.45, so be here on time so we can get out and go and we're inviting people to our christmas celebration on sunday december 10th the next day so join us and be praying for no rain the last two years we've been rained out to go out and knock on doors on christmas so please help us please pray that god would 
grace us with no rain so that we can go knock on doors and invite people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then on December 17th, we have our kids Christmas choir. And on December 24th, we get to do Christmas as a church family, Christmas Eve, 9 and 11 a.m. service, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service on Sunday, December the 24th. And then finally, Compass, if you have served in any capacity, we have something for you. We want to celebrate what God celebrates, what God loves. He loves servants. He came to serve, and so we also are here to serve. We want to serve you as a a church staff team to say thank you for serving. So on Monday night, December 18th, 6 p.m., be sure that you join us for our serve team celebration if you have served here at Compass. Now, you need to register for it. It is completely free because we need to figure out how many tables and chairs. We also have a program for your kiddos to be a part of, so make sure that you are, uh, are a part of it. Over 170 people have already registered, so do not miss out. We'll be meeting at the Civic Center on Monday night, 6 p.m., and we look forward to seeing you there. Well, Compass, we're excited to have our biblical archaeologist come in this next Sunday. We're excited to have Pastor Hayden back in the podcast room next Sunday. And we're looking forward to Life Group this week is that we are on for Life Group these next three weeks. And then we're off on the week of December 18th, December 25th, and January 1st. So let's make sure that we are here each week, you know, barring uh, injury and sickness, of course. But we want to make sure that we are here so that we can fellowship and be with one another so that we can encourage one another until the day of Jesus' return draws near. All right, Compass, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you this week, and we'll see you Sunday.